What is happening, y'all? This is your boy AK, Aaron Kendrick, behind the mic of another episode of the Kendrick Sports Talk podcast, which is Grand Canyon's number one sports podcast. Appreciate you for tuning in for another episode. Tonight is Monday night. Watching Monday night football right now with the Denver Broncos taking on the Los Angeles Chargers. Currently is tied 10 to 10 at the half. I'm hoping that Justin Herbert throws a scoring touchdown here in the second half. Cash one of these bets for me, as well as the Chargers winning, making my pick come true as this NFL this NFL season for picks has not been good for your boy AK, but I'm getting a little sidetracked. That's be, that's uh, besides the point. This episode right here tonight, even though I'm watching Monday Night Football, I wanted to talk some NBA talk because tomorrow is opening night for the NBA season. If you can't tell by my voice, I'm very excited for this NBA opening night, as I usually am. Um, for, for those of you that know me, you know. I've been a little bit under the weather, been feeling a little bit ill, but uh, I had to get muster up some energy so that way I could do this NBA season preview. And uh, I'll, I'll just go ahead and get right into it. Before I jump into the NBA talk, though, I do want to remind all the listeners out there, however you're listening to the podcast, please do like, subscribe, review, give that five star if you're on uh, YouTube, please hit that like and subscribe. Anything to help your boy out with the algorithms, much appreciated. First things first, you know I got to speak on my Lakers. You know I got to get this I got to get this portion of the pod out the way as much as I don't want to harp on this too much. Anybody that knows me knows it's all about the Lake show for me. So, as this NBA season's been approaching, anybody that wants to talk hoops with me, first thing that always coming out of their mouth, what do you think about the Lake show, man? What's going on with your Lakers, man? What's going on with those Lakers? I am not high on them. I will tell you, I will, I will tell y'all that right off the bat. I am not high on the Lakers this year. I will always be a fan of the Lakers. 
I will always be rooting for them. And trust me, I, I hope and pray, I hope and pray that they, that they are better than we think they are going to be. I'll say this again. I hope and pray that they are better than we think they're going to be. But like, like I like to say, hope in one hand, shit in the other. See which one fills up first. Hope in one hand, shit in the other. See which one fills up first. So that, that that's where I'm going with this. Uh, I am not high on the Lakers this year. After watching what happened last year and then seeing what's going on this offseason. Now, I will admit, I will be the first one to admit, I did get a little, a little bit of excitement with that Pat Bev move, and I will tell you why. When you're looking at this Lakers roster on paper, that Pat Bev move did help them because where were they going with, with Horton Tucker? In what, in what real direction were the Lakers organization going with him? Was he a long-term chess piece for them? No. So, in getting a guy like Pat Bev, you're just getting that much more competitive fire. You're just getting that much more experience. You're getting some actual defense. You're actually getting somebody on the roster who puts a dedication towards defense, puts a dedication towards showing a competitive nature. You know, this is not a dude that is uh, has any sort of tanking written on him. So in that sense, yes, I was excited um, to put that along with the fact that everybody and their mama, everybody and their grandfather wants to say that Pat Bev and Russ ain't going to work out. Honestly, I'm curious to see how this does work out because if you're watching videos of Pat Bev from months ago, he's saying... Yo, you put me on this Lakers team, we're going to the Western Conference Finals. Now, do I believe him? No. Does anybody really probably believe him? No. But it's just the fact that he believes that just putting him on this roster as is constructed, that he would elevate the team. That says something in itself. Um, but looking at this roster... This Lakers team is lost. AD, for one, does not like playing the five. It looks like he'll be playing the five. You got Braun, who has been known to be ball dominant. You got Pat Bev, point guard. He could play off ball, which makes him a defensive player. Uh, Westbrook, Kendrick Nunn. So... As far as ball handling, you're going to have LeBron running the point. You know, as much as you want to say Pat Bev's the point, Russ is the point, Kendrick's the point. No. LeBron's your point guard. You basically got Pat Bev at the two, Austin Reeves at the three, and then you're working with Lonnie Walker because you know you're going to have LeBron and AD starting most of the games unless one of them is sitting for any particular reason, hopefully not due to injury. This year, then that's going to be one of the main keys is keeping these dudes healthy. But looking at the roster, 
AD doesn't even like playing the five. Looks like he's going to be playing the five because they don't have another big. It doesn't look like they're going to want to play Damian Jones. So their backups, their backup big is going to be Thomas Bryant, which Thomas Bryant is very much so underrated. I just want to throw that out there before this season starts. Thomas Bryant is an underrated name, but what bigs do you have, first of all? You basically got LeBron, AD, Russ, and then a bunch of mix-match role players. To me, this team looks like you're playing 2K, and you just want to get that extra star, so you just trade away all the assets that you got. So now you got three stars and a bunch of mixed match role players. Just it don't sit right with me. This this roster don't sit right with me. I don't know what direction they're trying to go. I don't know if they if they're gonna to want to be a fast team, a slow team. They need to play defense. I'll tell you that much. I hope this new coach got them playing defense because. That bubble team that won the championship, that team played defense. And that team is ripped to shreds now. And LeBron and AD are the only pieces left of it. But that team, that team had a backbone. That team played defense. That team had an identity. This team, this team seems lost to me. You got a bunch of guards. Now Schroeder. He had hand surgery, so he's going to be out for probably the first month, maybe month and a half. So that kind of helps him clear up the minutes in the backcourt a little bit, kind of helps him out. But, I mean, you're looking at players like Matt Ryan at the end of the bench. I know y'all have never even heard of him. And, no, I'm not talking about the Atlanta, the former Atlanta Falcons and current Indianapolis Colts quarterback. No, I'm not talking about Matty Ice. I'm talking about Matt Ryan on the Lakers. So I'm pretty sure y'all have never heard of him. We got JTA, Juan Toscano Anderson, who was basically an outcast on the Warriors squad who ended up now on the Lakers. Thomas Bryant, who ended up being an outcast on the Wizards team, so now he's on the Lakers. You got Kendrick Nunn, who was supposed to be a beast last year for the Lakers, who sat out the entire year. So he's relatively unknown, but he's supposed to be a beast. Lonnie Walker coming over from the Spurs. Supposed to be a good young player, but where does he fit in on this team? We don't know yet. Austin Reeves, LeBron loves him, but LeBron, let's face it, LeBron's got a lot of homies in the league. The book is still out on Austin Reeves. But my biggest hope is that Pat Bev and Austin Reeves play some good D, that this team will have a defensive mindset, and that they can make the play in. That. That's the highest I could be on them, that they make the play in and they somehow get into the playoffs. But I'm just not seeing I'm just not seeing it with this team. So just so you all know where my head's at before this season. Yes, I will be celebrating all the good things that happened with the Lakers this year. You will see me post about my Lakers this year. No, I am not high on them. No, I do not have faith in them. And no, I do not believe that they're going to be a winning team this year. I honestly could see them going 41-41. and 41. Definitely won't be betting on my Lakers this year. In fact, probably be smart for me to bet against them because I see how the market likes to treat them. Speaking of which, opening night, 
my Lake Show play, the Golden State Warriors. Warriors will be the home team. That will be ring night. Golden State Warriors will be getting those, those championship rings. And my Lakers are a six-point underdog at the Warriors on ring night. I think they should be more. I think the Warriors should be heavier favorites. I think they should be more than six-point favorites. So that might be something I'm looking at. But uh, after that, the Lakers play the Clippers. So I could definitely see the Lakers starting this season 0-2. Definitely could see them starting 0-2. And all the Lakers fans being all all getting their, their panties in a bunch and having their hairs on their arms raised. But not me. Not me because I, I expected it. So I'm expecting that shit to happen. That ain't going to bother me none when that shit happens. I can tell you that much right now. But, uh, yeah, that, that, that's all I got on my lake show for now. Um, I'm going to take a quick break, wet my whistle, and when I come back, I'm going to give my uh, projections for uh, the East and West for the NBA for the 2022-2023 season. Uh, again, I'll be giving my uh, 1 through 10 uh, possible play-in teams there at the end as well. And then uh, I'll wrap up the episode given my awards projections for the NBA season and possible bets. So keep it with me. I'll be right back. What's up, y'all? Thank you again for tuning in on this episode of Kendrick Sports Talk, where I'm going over my NBA season projections for the 2022-2023 season. And if you're rocking with me this far, I appreciate you listening to my Lakers rant. (laughs) <laughs> had to get that shit off my chest when it comes to my Lakers because I am not happy with them right now. And especially the fact that they just gave Palinka an extension. That shit just rubs me the wrong way. But anyway, um, as far as the Eastern Conference with the NBA this year, um, I got the Bulls making the, pl- uh, making the, the play-in tournament. Uh, I actually would have the Bulls ranked higher than the 10th seed in the East, but the fact that uh, Lonzo Ball is injured and has not even really been able to run, jump, anything like that, uh, if I'm the Bulls, that that's giving me a little bit of pause. So uh, definitely gave me some pause as far as putting them into the, the, the ninth or the 8th seed. So I got the Bulls at number 10. At the number 9 seed, I do have the Knicks. I think that uh, it's definitely going to help them with the addition of Jalen Brunson and uh, a, lot, a lot of their, their young guys uh, having a little more chemistry together uh, and just a little bit more experience in the NBA. R.J. Barrett having some more time in the league, Mitchell Robinson, guys like that, some of these young dudes that have uh, – they're just getting more time to gel together. So I think that it does nothing but help them. And then uh, Jalen Brunson, he was doing his thing – over there, of course, he was playing next to Luca, but still, uh, obvious that uh, that that he's ready to do his thing. So uh, we'll see how he does on that Knicks team. But I do have the Knicks uh, also in the play-in. I have the Raptors at number eight. No, don't don't see any re- real big changes for them. Expect uh, Pascal Siakam to do his thing. Um, number seven, I have the Heat. Again, no no real big changes for them. A bunch of veterans on that squad. I do see a couple uh, pieces being swapped out as far as role players, but n- nothing crazy going on with the Heat. Um, 
Number six, I got the Hawks, uh, Trey Young, and now with the addition of uh, DeJounte Murray, I, uh, I do see the Hawks not not quite make it in, into that into that top four, but I do see them having a really really solid season. I, I do think that Trey is only continuing to get better, and then uh, the, you could say the same about about uh, the core around him, uh, DeAndre Hunter. Uh, and again, with with the addition of Dejounte Murray, it's only gonna this, the sky is the limit really for the Hawks in the East. Um, at number five, I like the the Cleveland Cavaliers. I like what they did with the addition of Donovan Mitchell. And one thing that that I'm just kind of noticing right now is with the addition of Dejounte Murray to the Hawks. And Donovan Mitchell coming over to the Cavs, that brings over two stars over to the East that were over in the West. So that's pretty interesting there. Uh, but the Cavaliers, again, just like the Hawks, they had a good young core last year. Only got better once they got Jared Allen. Only going to get better now with the addition of Donovan Mitchell. And we'll see how DG does. Um with, with having Donovan Mitchell back there in the backcourt with them. In the top four, I do have the Brooklyn Nets. Kyrie, I do expect him to play more, obviously, this season. KD, I would expect him to play about the same. But again, the problem with this Nets team is they could, they could shoot anybody out of the gym. I mean, this team, offensively, very, very hard to stop. But it's the defense that's going to give them trouble. And having Steve Nash as their coach, it's that Mike D'Antoni syndrome. I'm just not sure that they're going to play D. So I had to put him at number four. Number three, I do have the Boston Celtics. I do see some people having them in the top two in the East. Me personally, I can't do it. Me personally, I can't put the Celtics that high with the situation that's going on with their coach right now. Um, I I don't know how that interim coach is going to be. So that's up in the air. And then the Robert Williams injury, I'd like to see how quickly he can come back. But having uh, Robert Williams missing there in the middle is going to be a key piece to start off the season for them. So I did put them at number three behind the 76ers, who I do believe are going to be a great regular season team. For one, they have James Harden, who is possibly one of the greatest regular season players Obviously not so good in the playoffs, but a great regular season player. Joel Embiid, possible MVP candidate. We'll get to that part later. But uh, yeah, I, I just see this, the 76ers continuing to grow on what, what, what they were trying to build last season. Uh, Maxi is just getting better. And uh, I think the Maxi-Harden combo in the backcourt, along with Embiid, just continuing to be together for more time is only going to going to help their cause. So I got the 76ers at number two and uh, I'm going with Giannis and the Bucks at number one defense. Defense wins games, defense wins championships. So I got the Bucks at number one in the East. Uh, In the Western Conference, I do see the Western Conference being a little bit more of a shakeup. The Western Conference predictions are all over the place, but at number 10, I got the Blazers. I do have the Blazers making the play-in tournament. 
Um, I'm not sure how it's going to look as far as their bigs. Uh, Nurkic obviously is someone that I'm high on, but after that, they, they don't have too much depth with the bigs. So that'll be something to keep an eye on. But of course, they have Dame and Anthony Simons is going to do his best to uh, fill in for CJ McCollum. So we'll see how that how that works out for the Blazers. They do have Jeremy Grant, though. I like that addition with uh, with CJ uh, going to the Pels. I do like the addition of Jeremy Grant, but we'll see how this team gels as the season goes on. Uh, at number nine, I do have my Lakers. I spoke about them plenty enough to begin this episode, so I don't really need to touch too much on that, but I don't see the Lakers as a playoff team. They're, they are a play-in team, not a playoff team. So that's that. At number eight, I actually have the Memphis Grizzlies. And I know that this might shock a lot of people because I've seen the Grizzlies rated as high as number one or number two in the West. I just don't see it. Y'all, I do not see the Grizzlies repeating what they did last year. I just don't see them having the same success. Last year, they they were a crazy team in the first quarter. They were scoring like high 30s into the 40s in the first quarter, just coming out with these hot starts. And uh, jaw, no jaw, it it really didn't matter. The, The Grizzlies honestly did not give a fuck who was on the court. They were out there to prove a mission. And... I just don't see it happening again. Like, I I don't really have any facts to really back this up. I just don't see them having that, that type of repeat performance that they had last year. When you look at this team, I just don't see it. And then you got Jaron Jackson injured. Um, we'll see if Jaw can stay, stay healthy. He's shown to be inconsistent with his health. But, uh, yeah, I'm just not as high as on the Grizzlies. I do see them as a playoff team, obviously, having them at number eight in the West. But I just don't see them being a top four team. Uh, moving on up, we got the, the Pelicans. I got them ranked at number seven. Zion's coming back. He has shown that he's a top 25 player. Um, CJ McCollum, when he was added onto that team, him and BI were doing their thing last year. So Brandon Ingram, CJ McCollum, now adding Zion into that squad. Sky's the limit. I, I know I've already said that once before, but uh, with the Hawks and the Pelicans, those are the two teams that I, I could see uh, definitely moving up to, and taking big steps up this year. And coming in rank number six, I've got the Dallas Mavericks, Luca the Don, my favorite player in the entire NBA. Uh, I definitely, I definitely see see the Mavericks being a playoff team this year. I don't see them competing in in the in the top four, but I definitely do see the Mavericks being competitive this year. Just just because of Luca alone. Just based on Luca alone, like Luca has shown that he can make it to the playoffs with any squad. Straight up, straight up, Luca has shown he will make it to the playoffs with this team. <laughs> At number five, I got the Minnesota Timberwolves. I like the addition of Rudy Gobert. Uh, Rudy Gobert and Cat is going to be an interesting pairing at the four and five. We know that. Carl Anthony Towns likes to get outside of the paint and shoot the ball. So he'll be able to do that now with Rudy G in the middle there. Cat will be able to get his threes. On the defensive side, they're always going to have a big in the lane. So, 
And Ru- Rudy Gobert, being the defensive player that he is, he's used to having to do it all. Because over there in Utah, he was the defense. Now here with the Wolves, they got some perimeter defenders. So this is going to be interesting. This is going to be very interesting with D'Lo, Anthony Edwards, Cat, and Rudy. I'm liking this. I'm liking this Wolves team. We'll see how their depth works out, but I'm liking what I see from this Wolves team on paper. This is the team that I got circled that I, that I really want to watch. Uh, number four, I've got the Denver Nuggets. Again, this is another team that I've seen ranked number one. I can see that happening. These top four, actually, these top four were very hard for me to rank because I could see all four of these teams sliding up or down. I could see all four of these teams interchanging as the top four squads. So these ones are very close for me, actually. Like, if I was to project their win total, they would be one or two games off. But uh, at number four, I have the Nuggets. Number three, I have the Suns. Number two, I have the Warriors. And number one, I have the Clippers in the West. Number four, the Nuggets. I've just never been as high on them as everybody else is. Again, I feel they're another regular season team like like the 76ers. Regular season team. But we'll see what Nikola can pull out in the, in the playoffs this year because as long as everybody stays healthy, well, I should say as long as Nikola stays healthy, these Nuggets are going to get in. So we'll see what happens there. He'll have MPJ. I hope that MPJ, Michael Porter Jr., can stay healthy. And then we'll see... And we'll see what, what he can really do if he has Jamal Murray and MPJ. And we'll see really see what Nikola can do. But that's asking a lot. The Suns, I have them at number three. I would have them higher, but I'm not really sure what's going to happen with DeAndre Ayton. CP is getting closer to 40 every day. Every day that we live, CP3 gets closer to 40 years old. So, <laughs> um, But with, with Book, CP, and Ayton... Uh, obviously they have a really solid squad with the, with with the solid role players that the Suns have. The only one that's uh, going to be exiting is Jay Crowder. I'm, I'm not sure what's going on with Jay Crowder, but he is not happy with the Phoenix Suns. So he seems like he's going to be on his way out. But still, Cam Johnson, Michael Bridges, this team is loaded. So the Suns are going to be solid no matter what. Number two, I have the Warriors. Um, if Draymond Green wouldn't have knocked the shit out of uh, Jordan Poole, I might actually have them number one. But I do feel like uh, the Warriors organization has a little bit of drama. Again, the one or the two seed, like how much is that really going to matter for the Warriors? Don't really know. Don't really care. But I do have the Clippers at number one based on defense and just getting Kawhi back. Again, Y'all, this is based on projecting that everybody's healthy. I'm projecting that everybody's healthy. Any injury, you know, fucks up this this whole projection. But um, this is just how 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 I see how I see it going down this year. Um, I feel like a lot of people have the East kind of projected similarly as me. My West is kind of all over the place compared to most of the people that I've seen. Um, but 
I definitely feel like the top four teams in the West are definitely going to be the Clippers, Warriors, Suns, and Nuggets. And then in the East, Bucks, 76ers, Celtics, Nets. And then uh, gets dicey there from five to eight. Same thing with the uh, with the West. But uh, I, I really love how competitive the NBA looks to be this year because really all 20 of these teams that I've talked about you really could see uh, you re- you you really could see them uh, making a case for themselves as the year goes on and uh, as we get closer to these playoffs. So, hoping the best for all these teams. Hoping that uh, they stay as healthy as possible. Obviously, injuries happen in basketball, but I- I actually going into the year, going into this season, I really like uh, how healthy the league is. Getting Kawhi back. Porzingis seems healthy. We got Luca looking like he's in good shape over at Eurobasket. Nikola's getting his squad. Uh, the Suns, you know, they look pretty healthy. The Warriors doing all right as long as they don't sock each other up in practice. Uh, Harden, Embiid, the Brooklyn Nets, you know. Besides Lonzo, we looking all right. We looking all right. So uh, we'll see what happens, but... Uh, Keep it with me. I'm going to take one more break, and then I'll wrap up this episode. And again, I want to remind all the listeners out there, please like, rate, review, subscribe, all that good stuff that you like hearing podcasters talk about. Help your boy AK out. Grand Canyon's number one sports podcast. y'all your man Kendrick is back to wrap up this episode of Kendrick Sports Talk giving my NBA season awards projections for 2022-2023 almost fucking forgot what I was supposed to say right there but anyways I am predicting this year's MVP to be a race between Joel Embiid and Giannis Antetokounmpo that's a tough one to say, but I do have this year's MVP being Giannis. Um, the Bucks are going to be the number one team in the East from my projections, and Giannis is the man on that squad. Like Giannis is the Milwaukee Bucks, and all the Milwaukee Bucks have been doing with Giannis is winning. So it's going to be between Trowell and. Giannis, I'm going with Giannis for MVP. Get your bets in now. Uh, rookie of the year, I know that Paolo, Paolo playing playing for the Magic, and uh, having the minutes that he's gonna uh, that he's gonna have and the opportunity, I should say that he's gonna have. 
the volume that he's going to have, he is the clear favorite. So if you're putting a bet in, go ahead and bet on Paolo. But my rookie of the year, my pick, my prediction is Keegan Murray. I feel like he's going to be more efficient. I feel like the Sacramento Kings could be just slightly better uh, with this Murray and Fox combo. Excuse me, could be just slightly better than the Orlando Magic. So that will help his case. Also, if he is able to stay healthy, uh, Keegan Murray is going to be a, a more consistent rookie, in my opinion. So that's why I went with Keegan Murray. Um, the safe pick is obviously Paolo Bancaro, but we'll see what happens this year. I'm going with Keegan Murray as my rookie of the year for the Sacramento Kings. Coach of the year, I'm going with Ty Lue. Again, I predicted the Clippers to be number one seed in the West. They're going to play defense. They're going to have a good team so long as Kawhi and Paul George stay healthy. So Ty Lue, being, being, being one of the best coaches in the league, that he is, and I say that confidently, that he is, he should finally get coach of the year. Sixth man of the year, this one for me, super easy. Jordan Poole, if he continues coming off the bench, which he should, you got Clay Thompson, who looks to be healthy, although I, I feel like Clay Thompson's biggest hurdle is going to be that mental block because he has been hurt so much. Like, he probably feels like he's going to get hurt all the fucking time. So, that's going to be Clay Thompson's biggest hurdle, but I'm, I'm going off course here. My sixth man of the year pick is going to be Jordan Poole. I know he, he just got socked up and everything, but he did get his bag. And if he's coming off the bench and he's getting the type of minutes that he was and he's jacking up the type of shots that he was, there's no way this man ain't winning sixth man of the year. So this one was too easy for me for, for Jordan Poole. Most improved player of the year, I'm going to have to go with Tyrese Maxey. He, his stock is just shooting up. So if he continues on the trajectory that he was on last season, and if James Harden realizes that this man can fucking go off and I can just sit here and get 18 assists feeding it into Joel or feeding it to Tyrese Maxey, I really could see Maxey really getting most improved so long as, you know, they don't make this a comeback player of the year award because then you got a whole bunch of candidates. But if it is truly most improved, I could see Maxey winning it. And then probably the easiest one for me besides the sixth man of the year is this Defensive Player of the Year award, which I'm giving it to Rudy Gobert. As I spoke about earlier in the podcast, I see big things coming from these Minnesota Timberwolves. I spoke on their defense. I see their defense drastically improving with Rudy G in the middle. And uh, I think that Rudy G is really going to benefit from the wing help that he's going to receive. So we'll see how his defense compares to how he played in Utah. But he's already won this award several times, and it just looks it doesn't look like much is going to change. If anything, him going to the Wolves only looks to help him on the defensive side of the ball. I don't see the Wolves really looking to uh, use him as an offensive focal point, you know what I'm saying, with Anthony Edwards and uh, D'Lo and Cat being on the squad. Rudy's going to be the fourth, fifth, sixth option 
as far as scoring the ball. So, yeah, I, I just see him putting all of his efforts into defensive rebounding, as he should, and uh, getting Defensive Player of the Year. And uh, really looking forward to tomorrow night. Looking forward to the Lake Show at the Warriors. Again, I do predict the Warriors to win by more than six points, but go Lake Show. Hope everyone enjoyed the episode. Thank you for tuning in. Have a great week. Have a great NBA season opening. Peace out, y'all. Kendrick out.